Moment of the season, players of the season, team of the season, fans of the season, all that kind of shit. I mean, I think without like, dimensioning it on your of course. Without, yeah, yeah, yeah without yeah, mentioning it. Come on, yeah. it's too obvious. Sorry, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Union's obviously massive. And you then, just mentioned Union. I'm yeah. doing that. I had to. I wasn't gonna, but you guys hate me. I think like Tebe are. That's probably the most interesting like story of the season. Yeah, We've, of course, talked about that a bit, and it's not even. I mean, on the field. I guess it was also interesting for them too, even though they they oh, didn't go up. But like to have one of their more successful seasons while this shit was going on off the field is pretty yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, because I mean, you know, exactly right. Performance and club and fans as well, all kind of performing pretty strongly in very very different ways. Yeah, you know. But I wonder. I'm curious about next season. How it's going to go on with the, the this caravan of love? Also next season, I I it's, I think it's not possible to do it for very long time span actually because you will you will stop I mean you always have to organize the stuff and people are still into it yes of course and there's like media uh, media attention and all the stuff but I think you can't do that forever you, you have to find like a different way to protest now mm. or you have to hope that he will like yeah he will stop Fuck doing up. it yeah Mm. I think that that is like the biggest chance, and it will not go on forever. Mm. I must admit, I, I, for a lot of the season, I've been quite probably skeptical. I say about the caravan of love, like yeah, okay, they're doing the thing and whatever. And at first, I wasn't really sold on the concept, but but being there did kind of win me over to it a little bit, you know. The, you know, they, the, I would hardly put them at the top of my list of fans who can throw a good party. I mean, they're, they're present, they're there, they can organize good stuff. Mm. But you know, even when you're acting as brush, when the fans are, they're not exactly like loud and boisterous, you know? Yeah. And it's the same at the Caravan of Love, but they're kind of all there, like doing their thing and enjoying being there. And they have this cause that they get behind. So this is a, a, a cool thing. And they, they brought a lot of attention to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Front cover of El Freunde, you know? Yeah. That's almost as big as our front cover. To be honest, so I mean, yeah, really, not quite. it's like it's like second only to our front cover. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, I do think also as far as like a protest itself goes, like you said, it was much more effective at drawing attention to yeah. what was happening with the mm. club than just your average boycott or like your average kind of like protest or hey, we're not going to sing for the first twenty five minutes right. or whatever. We're not going to go, and they did it in a way that was more interesting and engaging for their own fans like they did have fun and like say like fuck it let's go see water polo or something or go to you know like other random like clubs named tennis like that are just like hundreds of kilometers away that was like, impressive yeah that was that, that was pretty special somewhere yeah it was near yeah yeah that that was pretty special I'll also be interested in how the players are actually reacting to this as well. You know, you have you see how the fans are, are reacting, but what do the players think? I mean, are the players also pissed off? Do they not care? Or I don't think that they care much. Players who played like in second or third league before, like Benjamina or Magda Silva, I don't think that they care much about like support or something like this. They they want to earn like their few bucks until the end of their career. They are like 35, 34 years old. I mean, Magda Silva is now going to to Berlin United, they have like the lowest attendance, even though they got promoted, they had the lowest attendance in the whole league was like 
60 people. 50 people. United did. Yeah. It's crazy. So I don't think that he cares much about like <laughs> support. It, Benny Mean has also gone as well. He's, he's Oh, okay. I'm sure I read this yesterday. I'm not sure where he's gone, but I'm pretty sure that I read it. I could be wrong because it's German now. No mixed words of it happens. <laughs> he is uh, either staying forever or going immediately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of the two. Breaking yeah. news. <laughs> this guy actually made up this venture. It's a word mix. <laughs> Are there um, like on the field stuffs from um, this season that stuck out to people? Like Tebe, I think, is more interesting for what was going on with the fans. I have a spy, but I have a moment. Yeah, a moment. Uh, we, you guys were there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, from the, but we were talking about Berlin SC. No. But um, we went to their Pokal game against RBC Berlin during the Frontier League. And I called it as well, didn't I? They got this pot belly striker. Correct. <laughs> <Right, laughs> you did it. Who is quality. But What's his name? Ronaldo? Yeah. And oh my God, he scored an absolute. <laughs> He scored, he like flicked the ball over the defender's head and volleyed it in the top corner. And it was class. He just missed a sitter as well, but it was class. And then a week later, he was like the sports studio That's guy right. of the week. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> he made it on TV, like ARD or something. He right? stood guy and he was there in the studio, like next to Oli Khan. Like, and I was just like, how the fuck did get there? I mean, it was good because it's on video. Uh, spray kick TV. Spray kick had recorded it, so you can watch it. Yeah. It's a good goal. I mean, goal of the week's a bit you, you, you just, like, mention it because you know that I missed it and I was fucking good <laughs> yeah. about it. I was, like, looking yeah. the other direction. No, that was a nice moment. I mean, they lost 5-1, so it was, like, the only real positive for them. It was a good match, I guess. Big moment for him telling Ali Khan his regime of, like, <laughs> yeah. seven bratwurst for breakfast, exactly. followed by four beers. Like, that's my training <laughs> regime. <laughs> He's a cool guy, actually. Yeah? Ali Khan or the guy who's the got guy the guy who's got the guy? Oh, I, I was I was a SV Victoria Mitte Frauen. That was one of my season highlights. That was a good game of football. And the for this forward I don't know how to pronounce his surname. Sara Dieng or something. D I E N G. Okay. Yeah. She was like amazingly good. Like I know I mean it's like you know it's sex league and they were but they were play it was like sec top versus second. It was just it was gen it was generally a stunning performance. Like, really, it was just, there was, like, absolutely not one person on the pitch who could stop her. And she was, like, at every single location on the pitch. You know? It's, like, one of the players who, who she just, like, appears everywhere. I think she, at one point... Saved the penalty in the 90th minute. Well. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a for that. And I think, I think she was, um, she scored, in that game she scored four, and she ended up, I think, almost a top scorer of all four. Frauenliga and all from Regionalliga until this, I think she missed out by like two goals or something. She was probably the best person I've seen on. A, I know it's like Pizzaxliga, but I don't care because it's like who, who you're playing against anyway. Yeah, but I, was, you, I was surprised she wasn't called to, to, to the to the the German scam squad yeah. for the World Cup to be honest. But that's what uh do you do you know if she's like older? Like why is she playing at that level and not a couple levels above if she is one of the best scorers? I honestly don't. I know that that, that team just got promoted. Okay. Um, they played like the um relegation spiel. Yeah. Um, and they won, I think, like 2 0 or something, 1 0, whatever. Um, I don't know. I know she played last season for um, Pfeffersport mm-hmm. in Pankow, because I checked this, because that's how big of a nerd I am. <laughs> um, and she 
do you transfer at this level or do you just move? I think you just moved. Maybe you should move house. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's just say she was she was um, she she got bought by um, Victoria Meda. I don't know, but she could mm. definitely pull it off. Very very good performance. I enjoyed that very much. Do we have a best stadium DJ? Ronnie Rote for for sure. Uh, it's the uh, the guy from Eidelinica. He's I I'm sure there's like a lot of footage on on YouTube. Uh, I will post it later. Uh, he's he's not even he's not a DJ actually he's actually singing, so he's the, he's the only singing uh, stadium announcer in Berlin and you really should check him out on YouTube. What's he called? Ronny Rote. It's not his real name. I'm pretty sure. But Probably not. It, it really kicked in more and more in the last year. So last time I've been there was my my team Babelsberg. He he really came to the fans of the away end and and people were shouting and screaming and Ronny Ronny and it was really like. An amazing. Yeah, uh, through the underwear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the so, after party from Bernheim, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the fans. So yeah, he, he started yeah, to be. <laughs> he started to be an announcer for I think Joachimsthal, so close by the airport, which are like eighth or ninth division. But now he, he's made his way up all the, the, the way up to to Atletico now in the fourth division. That's the most impressive time. promotion. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's like the IP third Berlin. In case I listen to him now. So, <laughs> I'm sure he will soon disappear. Uh, he will soon appear in, in Bundesliga. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I have these moments when we like you know have conversations before record the podcast or whatever that. I just find it really funny when someone asks answers a random question that should be so you know no one should know but one of us knows <laughs> yeah. it as it be like this the best thing is like, yeah clearly this Ronnie yeah. guy of course what are you talking about I'd love that it's a fantastic moment it's like obviously this is like how do we know this shit very good bloody hell bloody hell mate BFC Dynamo BFC Dynamo this club man mm-hmm. Club. I mean, I don't really know if you can call the club if you only have nine players in your first team. What's that all about? I read this. Where are the players? So, yeah, they, they only have like nine players left because they, they got rid of a few already at the end of the season due to, due to financial problems, as we do know now. Um, now they have like nine players left. They lost their coach, or basically fired him like yeah. a few weeks ago. Got a new coach now, which is a very controversial pick. Um, why, is, why is that? He was a Babelsberg coach before, which is my team, and he uh-huh. he he started. They started at Babelsberg with a with a quote: uh, "I'm not coming here with a concept, okay. so I'm not. <laughs> I don't have any concept starting here." And he, he actually ever he, he acted like this all the time. So this is their new coach, but I mean, he doesn't really need a concept now because they only have nine players, like I said. But um, <laughs> my concept is to actually have eleven players. So, yeah. so I'm gonna play myself, to be honest. So. Pretty high yeah. bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there are these rumors about huge financial problems because they only had like six hundred people on average turning up last season, which is a drop by I think like 40 percent from the season before. So this must be like a financial problem for them, and that's pretty sure. Um, so it's not really like I don't really know which kind of players they wanna wanna sign for the next season because I don't really think that they players have, with feet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they they really can like choose over a lot of players. Um, yeah. Do um, we expect like the potential moving of stadium like to affect them financially at all or should we talk like what are our thoughts I, I, I think this is interesting because I, when I was at the the, the um, really interesting yeah. ground that is the sport forum um, well do we want to just say like so 
there's like what's happening with their yeah yeah good point I mean okay so as, as far as I know basically next season they're playing still at the um, Jan Sportpark and then the season after they're going to move back to the Sportforum which is in that part of the city that I'm not very good at pronouncing Hohenschönhausen yeah. thank you very much sir is this because um, the uh, Jan Sportpark is getting rebuilt it's getting torn down and rebuilt Basically, yeah. it's going to be finished by the 2023 Special Olympics. So they're building like a nice new 20,000-seater stadium. I'm not sure how many hold currently the Archibald Park, probably roughly the same. 20, yeah, 20,000, and obviously it's going to be barrier-free, which is cool. They're going to build like oh, the entire area is going to be new built. And apparently it doesn't affect where Empor play, okay. according to them. So okay. obviously that's a good thing. But tennis courts, so to make general like sport area, so obviously it means it's still going to have a running track. Yeah. So this is there's a number of things I generally don't understand about this. Yeah. If if BFC were playing in the centre of Prenzlauerberg and taking advantage of it, I could understand why they want to keep playing there. But I think as we've discussed a few times before, I'm of the opinion that they don't take advantage of that because they don't attract, attract the passing crowd. They they kind of stick with the you know the standard BFC fans, and as you just mentioned, um, even less they have the the, the tendency yeah. is going down. So being in the city centre isn't isn't helping them. When you go to see BFC play, before a game, after a game, where do you have a beer? The, the kneiper next to it, like that's got nothing to do with BFC. If you've got a sport for them, where do you have a beer? Well, they have a clubhouse right there. So that money's gone yeah, directly to, popular, popular, to BFC. Yeah. And that's their money. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't see any advantage for them playing. What was the official reason that they weren't playing the sport forum? Just it had fallen into disrepair? Because they can't because of the, um, the floodlights, right? Uh, yeah, it's not, I mean, the problem is also that's really old ground and they didn't do much renovation to it. Yeah. BFC is actually trying to, to move back there since, I don't know, two or three years. And but I don't get it. If they're trying to move there, why, when they're basically handed the opportunity to do so, they still didn't do it. Like, they, like they, why will they come back in 2023 why, or whatever? Exactly. Why say in 2023 will come? Why do BFC want to play in a 20,000 seater stadium with a, with a sport, tra- um, a running track around the edge? For BFC, why would you want to do that? I don't think that they want to. I think. Maybe it's just the standard. Yeah. So, so, so basically, maybe they've just like kind of set something that if we can't by that time, we will go back to Ashford Park. I just, it would be weird to me. But I think also, of course, like they kind of fight tooth and nail any like chance for them to have actual like relevancy within the city and stuff. Like they, they actively kind of shoot themselves in the foot, like for numbers of reason, reasons. But like them being there makes them way more visible um which which i think like they're gonna have even fewer fans if they go to yeah, the sport forum but, but you, you you say that like they care they they show no other way of caring yeah. they don't even put posters up i had this last time they did a radio advert remember yeah. it's yeah. like okay so they don't they don't send out like tweets or they don't have like yeah they, they don't use any form of, of social media or anything that you would use to attract the people who live in that area and could they don't so just be, just you can't just say oh we are there therefore it is good. Yeah. You have to somehow proactively take advantage of that. I don't know. I mean, as much as like I hate them, like <laughs> having so an unbiased opinion here coming up, guys. <laughs> I, this is just a totally like academic, uh, fully objective opinion. As much as I fucking hate them, <laughs> um, having like a historic 
relatively big club by Berlin standards play right in the middle of the city is something that's good for soccer here. But isn't like they drop the ball completely and it should be much more than it is. But like I still think like having them there is a good thing. But Sportform is itself historic. Yeah, but so it's kind of then it's a little bit out of the way and stuff. And it is, but there comes a point where the level of football you need a certain standard of facility. Isn't yeah, it? that is true. But I mean, okay, so I, I'm gonna have my my area of, of knowledge here. But you know, I would for me, hmm. you know, Atafusra is more out of the way than you know much more. Yeah, sport forum. So being out of the way is no 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 importance here because you know. The size of the club, where the fan base is, if they want to go, they will go. This is a tram stop, like literally right there. You know, yeah. it's it's not like this. I mean, it's it's a fifteen minute walk from the nearest S Bahn station. Okay, there's no parking, but uh, who drives to a football stadium? You know, crazy people because you know yeah. no one wants to do it anyway. So I, I don't think it's it's geographical location is a huge impact because it's, again, it's it's not that far out of the way. It's just not the city center of Berlin. Yes, I mean, that is literally yeah. the best location you can get for any football club in Berlin. Yeah. And that, again, sorry to go on about it, coming back to my point, their attendance is still shit. Yeah. It's still going yeah. down. The location there just isn't helping them. And they, they, they played there before in Oberliga and they had quite decent support there. I think for them it's actually a chance to go back there because it's much closer to like Marzahn and all these areas. It's much closer to their... Like, their, their, their where most of their fans live, actually, yeah. and also much closer to the to the east of the city, to like uh, Brandenburg area, which is also like has more BFC support in that area than than any other part of the city center of Berlin. Mm. So I think for them it's actually a chance going back there, but at that state as they are now, it's maybe difficult to take advantage of this. They have much bigger problems now, I think, and and will face much bigger problems the next season. Um, all that being said, I did really not enjoy being in the sport forum. <laughs> no, it's an off. It's an off and <laughs> You say this now, but before you, yeah. and the message was like, Why? Why do you hate it so much? Was nah. it because it, it, it's it's there was no atmosphere. Like it, the atmosphere, it was like directed intentionally out of the stadium. It was that's right, stadium ground, you know. Yeah. It was there was nothing there, and it's like it's like have a running track or don't. But they got this like weird running track. It looks more like a greyhound track, and I mean. Yeah. Aesthetically, it could be really, you know, it's it's it shares similarities with my favorite ground, you know, you know, Lichtenberg. It has it overgrown, it's green, it's got the concrete, it's got the steps going up. It's it's kind of, and I think that's why I disliked it so much, is because it's kind of almost there, but at the same time so far away from where you wanted to be. You know, mm-hmm. it was nothing. Bloody hell! Bloody hell, mate. And what do you want to talk about, MS MSV Normania? They are from MV, from Merkische Viertel. The uh, president is in charge since, I don't know, 20, 25 years. It's uh, like a normal standard-sized club. I don't know, maybe like 200, 300 members. I don't know, something like this. Yeah. And they are in the, in the heart of MV, of Merkische Viertel, um, which has like, I mean, I think 40,000 inhabitants or something like this. So, um, and yeah, they were like a standard club, uh, but then... Um, a guy called uh, Safayin uh, turned up, mm-hmm. and Safayin he was like a former Bundesliga and second Bundesliga player. He played for Hansa Rostock, and afterwards he moved to, uh, on to um, Trabzonspor in, in Turkey. So would that be like the mid two thousands or when? Um... Yeah, he's now like 
35 or something. It was oh, like okay. late, to, I mean, 2007, 2008, that was this kind of time, yeah. Oh. And then afterwards, he came back and was playing for FS4 Frankfurt in the second league. Um, so, but he's originally from that area. He's from MV, from Max Schiffertl. And his family is as well. So I think his sister still runs the, the bar of the club or something like this. So, he's, so that's why he has this connection to the club. Mm-hmm. But he's not a member. He's not a real member of the club, but he has connections through his, through his family. And um, what, what basically happened is um, that he, he has an idea of developing a club who can which can develop uh, used players and then sell them for more money or something like this. Mm-hmm. Even though it sounds ridiculous because they are playing in the Bezirksliga in the eighth, eighth tier of German uh, football pyramid. So what he, what he basically did is he, he teamed up with uh, the coach of the second, le- uh, second team and when they had this, um, when they had this members meeting, uh, the coach of the second team uh, stepped up to become the new president. And Safayel, or somebody of Safayel's uh, people and friends, had spoke to all, all of the B Union, like the juniors players before. And these juniors turned up. And usually in most German clubs, you are allowed to vote for the president from like 16 years old on. So that's, at least in my club, it's like that. So these, these people turned up and they're usually like 16, 17, it depends. So they turned up and voted all for the second second team coach. So this guy is now the president. So somebody of like Safayen's buddies. Goddamn coup. Hey, goddamn coup, yeah. So the... It's a China day. The old president is not in charge anymore. And it, it basically like... it. What happened then is like a lot of players from the second team left the club. There, um, so the second team. I think the second team could not play anymore. I think no, they didn't play the last games. And the same actually happened to the first team. They didn't play. I think two or three of their last uh, uh, matches. So it was really really close because there is a rule if you miss more than three matches in a row, like the the Berlin FA takes you out of the competition. And if you want to take part again, you have to start in the lowest league. So they managed somehow to avoid this at least, but still it will be interesting what, what they will do like in the, in the next season, if they really manage to rebuild a new yeah. club. But it's a very sad story actually, because it, this is a very, very old club and it was always like in this, this area and it always had like people going there since 40, 50, 60 years. Most of the people are. I mean, all the old members are still there. Yeah. So, and now this like very, very weird story is happening. And Safayen didn't really like talk about that publicly. Junge Welt was reporting about it, like a, a German newspaper. And so, but yeah, he, he, it's, he's still playing in Berlin. He's playing for Brandenburg 03 now, yeah. which got promoted to Berlin Liga. So yeah, let, let's see. <laughs> I'm after edit this question out, but didn't this guy make? Did he mention making money through weed or something? Or am I getting confused here through two different conversations? No, Does, I, I think it was a different conversation, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it was Thomas Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> I did, yeah, I mean, there is this because Brandenburg 03, they also have like a new, I don't know how to call them, like manager or something like this. This is George Boateng, 
who's one of the Boateng brothers, like the older the brother. The ninth most famous of the Boateng brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Not full in the He's the, the George Boateng. No, 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 Career because he was also a promising footballer back in the days, but he ruined his career basically like because of yeah discipline reasons and then he went to prison for nice years. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and then he went to prison, but now he's yeah he's in charge for Brandenburg 03. Wow, and I'm sure he's doing a lot of good things for them. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Bloody hell! Bloody hell, mate! Uh, previous podcast we spoke about Nobu Pazan, like you know it's ridiculous yeah. pizza chain. Being there. It was all right because yeah. it obviously, you know, he'd hit a note with the community. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of fans there. And if you check actually also on, I think it's Fupa or something, they have the, the attendances for, for, for this club. They got a decent attendance. I mean, yeah. obviously there's a lot of people in that area from that region or from, from the country, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, on the one hand, it seems ridiculous that you buy a club and you immediately change the name to the town that you're from. Yeah. Just saying it is very, very ridiculous. <laughs> but when you go there and you see then you got a little this non non league team, a Landers League team, still is a Landers League team, yeah. from with that many um spectators. Uh, spectators. Are they down in Quizbert? Uh, it's right off um Zonnally. Yeah. It was actually it was actually pretty impressive, I gotta say. So if it, if it you know, if you can if you can, you know, engage with the local community by changing the name then so be it, you know. I mean, they kept they kept the the, the year. Was it? Um, remember, was that eighteen ninety five or something? Eighteen ninety five. I can't remember. It was the number. But then <laughs> their strips. Actually, this is maybe leads on to something I forgot about with you. Their strips. Oh my god, they are ridiculous. It's like watching like rugby league, or it's just like they've got like the big picture and like the. It looks like some kind of ridiculous. I'm not what what ridiculous like sport? NHL or something. Yeah, maybe when they've got like a huge like number and a picture and it's like what is what is that trick or what what's going oh, on? The Red Bull, don't the Red Bull teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of, I've never yeah. noticed that on Red. Is there a large ad on Red Bull jerseys? <laughs> 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 well, it's more of a no, sorry, Red Bull. Bull. That's a bit rude <laughs> to to just call Rasen Bosch but Red Bull, man. Come yeah. on, it's a, yeah, long ball sport. Get it right. <laughs> But yeah, I saw the trico, and actually when I saw it, I was like, I was like, I'm not sure what's worse, those trico, because at least they're kind of styled some way, or be very, very badly, or your tricos of the season. Remember Caroline Namita? Yeah, they were they were just like low budget garbage looking. Yeah, like a bad jersey from a team that had no money. Like. Yeah. 20 years ago yeah. basically <laughs> I've never seen so many different fonts on one trico to be honest yeah <laughs> and it was like a white shirt and then the sponsor with one and then it was like really like three different types of text and each mm. one had a different it was weird it was hard on the eyes yeah. it was It was. yeah it reminded me of the time when I played um, when I was played a football tournament when I was like nine years old and we all had to wear a white or a, like a white t-shirt so I wore a white t-shirt and my dad like got like a pen and like wrote my name on the back and a number and it was just kind of, yeah, I look like a bad man. No, yeah. yeah, but you had the excuse of being a nine-year-old. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Actually, that was, an, <laughs> that was a good day. 
Yeah, that was very, I mean, very limited against who it was. I thought you were talking about the day of the when you were nine years old. Me and Dave go back a long way, okay? Ben looked at me with a knowing glint in his eyes. Remember when I was nine years old? Like, I don't, but I am curious. Actually, that is actually a story in itself. We used to play, so like, you know, play like it was, I was nine years old and played a football tournament, and we weren't a team, we just like played football in the. On the wreck. Yeah, exactly, like in the yard, you know? We just sound like prison. <laughs> <laughs> in juvie. I've got a story from when I was nine. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was, I was in goal. I always played in goal. <laughs> Shit, football probably. Um, and I, I don't think I've ever seen a goalkeeper concede so many goals in such an embarrassing fashion. As Do you I, mean yourself? As, as I did on that day. <laughs> yeah. I remember and, and I still maintain, bear in mind I was nine and I'm now 36, but I still maintain for this one goal that I conceded that the ball was not regulation size. <laughs> it went through my legs and through my hands. I literally had my legs open and my hands like in between my legs to get the ball and it just went through my legs. It was, it was a strong moment. Foot so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the fact that I can remember too vividly now proves what a good day it was. Yeah, really, you sound pretty emotionally scarred from that. I am pretty <laughs> scarred, mate. I'm pretty scarred. Goalies never wear white, do they? I don't know why that's just coming to my head. You said you were in white. I it's not was. Goalie color, is it? It was a really unprofessional nine-year-old football tournament. I got to say, it was in general nothing was particularly pro about it. But yeah, barely in the we, we went, and they have a really, they have a nice clubhouse, right, Dave? Don't try and take pictures. Do not take pictures in the red. You'll get your ass. Is there a casino now. in there or something? It, <laughs> there is. They have three nice flat screen TVs. If you want to go watch some football and be surrounded by, you know, trophies. Yeah, it's nice like atmosphere. one good, of the cooler beer. clubhouses I've seen yeah. where, like, yeah, it's they really have nice. nicer TVs than most yeah, bars and really stuff, nice. and it's covered in cool stuff. But especially, I mean, if you if you like nice TVs and, and, and decent beer, and um, barmen who are complete shitheads, then this is the place for you. Well, now you've sold the TV, someone's going to listen to this and the clubhouse is going to get... I'm, I'm fine. get robbed next I'm, week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with Yeah, my mom's going to fly over and fucking steal it. <laughs> I don't think we're quite popular the enough same, to the spike same crime. The TV one, I'm going <laughs> to listen to this. To be honest... Oh, next yeah. Every time we say, you know, there are lots of nice historic valuables in that clubhouse, <laughs> suddenly they get robbed and burnt the next week. <laughs> Please, I'll start to make the connection between our podcast and the crime spree for us in football clubs. That's Bego LA. Beep. Dave, that's a stunning gold laptop. Alright, I actually edit that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> that was a random address. No one that is recording this lives there. Please do not investigate. <laughs> Landsberg LA. Beep. Yeah. yeah. I just try to wonder I'm like, Why? because what I was this is ridiculous. I want I think I've been involved probably like three arguments the entire time been doing all this football stuff, you know. Um it was really nice. The nicest I've seen by quite a long shot. And me and David ordered beer. Unfortunately I'd already tipped the guy and he can't really ask for a tip back, which is annoying. Mm-hmm. Um and I just got my camera out to take a photograph and the barman looked at me and he said like basically you know, stop and you should be ask, asking first if you can take the photograph. And he really started getting quite emotional about it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right, fair. I said, I was just, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's me, so I did too. You know, I mean. Yeah. Um, but I was like, yeah, it's nice. I want to take the photograph. And he said, like, you got to ask. And I was like, why? You're not in the photograph. 
And this like really went on, and because I can't let this shit lie because it was ridiculous. I mean, there was no one, there was no person in the photograph. He's like, oh, "This is this is my land." I think that's what got me because it was. Ah. This, is, this, is, this is my land, and I is it belongs to me. Therefore, you have to all this kind of stuff went on. And um, Dave was, you know, Dave's Dave. He's like a calm, yeah. calm guy. He's, 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 he's the he's the you were trying to negotiate me out of the situation or whatever you want to say. Yeah, I mean, you know, cooler heads could have prevailed, but didn't. So <laughs> there are no photos of that place. Yeah. And uh, that was that. Rightfully so. You have morals. I am a squeamish man with no backbones. (laughs) (laughs) But I I went back in to return the bottle, the the, the glasses or whatever it was. Generally, I'd like, that felt calm. I'll try to smash the light. I just want to take photographs because, you know, it's really nice. And I like it a lot. And, you know, I wanted to show that. And he he really went off on one again. And he's like, yeah, but it's like, like, I was like, I didn't know it was your land. He's like, is it not clear? I was like, well... No, because you're just like a fucking random barman, don't you? Wearing a crown? Yeah. I say, as far as I'm concerned, you're just a barman. And I don't think you like being called just a barman. I've got nothing against barman. They give me beer and stuff. It's nice. But, you know, you can't call yourself the owner of the land (laughs) because you're a barman. I'm not sure what that is. Also, because it's the 21st century and no one talks like that. Uh, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I exactly. thought he said land is not land. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he does own the, the land. Maybe, maybe he does have right to kick us yeah, off. You might well do, but I think I got I got the moral backing of one of the people who were in there anyway. So that that's true. Sure. Yeah, you're on the right side of history, but unfortunately, no, we didn't get any photos. Well, well, thing is, we were also making the record of history, so this is okay. <laughs> that's true. We are the historians with this podcast. So while you're in there, like. In the middle of night, unbuckling the uh, nice flat screens from the wall and loading them into a van. Take it all in, how nice it is. Take a photograph before you go. To be honest, if, if the criminal element of Berlin want to start listening to our podcast, I'm okay with that. I'll take that. We need the street listener, cred desperately. A, a listener's a listener, you know? Yeah. Our last podcast might be the first one that, that, that broke the 100 listener mark. But still. Yeah, and 90 of them were Russian bots. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just me sitting there and just clicking play many, many times. Yeah. Um, but actually, um, nice ground. Yeah. Like, really. Would, would recommend it. And, like, the location can't be more central, really, so. Yeah, exactly. Maybe BFC should move there. They should. Yeah. That's, like, about as many fans as they pull, so it's a better, <laughs> better size ground for them. Bloody hell! Bloody hell, mate. Should we... Uh, do you, like, a kind of like recap of who won what leagues and stuff is that something we're interested in really doing yeah in general, I mean not, not all leagues it's too difficult but, but I think definitely the, but like, in general top, yeah the top leagues couple, yeah. yeah, definitely go for it I don't want to do that shit mm, I don't yeah. even know I'd you just suggest look. it yeah Tim you tell me what happened with her turkle went down, man. Either wrong. I know. I saw him down. The ups and the ups and the downs is a good one. I mean, so Hitoko got like more than one point this season, which was nice for them. Yeah, I got like fifteen points. Fifteen points. Most respectable. Impressive. The 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 goal difference was not in the minus hundreds, minus fifty or something. There there about. Boring, man. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Next season, they might even be relegated. It's gonna be shit. Yeah, I have no idea what we're gonna talk about. To be honest, I mean, I say like seventy five percent of our tweets are just about who took out. To be honest, but they, yeah, I mean, you know, was it how many four seasons? Four, four, four seasons ago, they were in Oberliga. I think it's four, four in a row. Four, four relegation in a row. I think, yeah. Yeah, I did. It's pretty special. Pretty <laughs> special. Who, who went out from Regionalliga? Chemnitz, yeah, yeah, yeah. That honestly, Regionalliga does bore me. I find the Regionalliga. Very boring. I, I mean, don't understand how there's five regions, but yes. only four teams go up. 
Yeah, that correct? Because you only have, like, otherwise you would have to have like five relegated teams for the third league. So okay, how do they decide? Teams. So the Bavarians just never. No, the the Bavarians. <laughs> <laughs> the Bavarians played like a playoff against the North League. So okay. it was like. And do they just make that up each year? Like, two of the regions. Yeah, every rotation. Yeah. I don't know. I have no problem with five relegation spots. But what's like, the deal there? How many fucking teams? It's rough. How many yeah, teams go down if you yeah, there's five regional league. There's five yeah, regional yeah. leagues. So tough yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the so, way it goes, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, should just figure out a way to have four regional yeah. leagues or something. Four, or, either have four regional leagues and four relegation spots, or have five regional leagues and five relegation spots. It's, but, it, it sucks. But at the end of the day, that is how it works. It's this That's is a how quarter of the league going down. Yeah, it's five. <laughs> Sorry, five have, have you se- have you seen the Christ League? Okay, like seventy five percent of the Christ League has got rele- got promoted this season. It's insane. Yeah. What you got to do is like kick a fucking ball, show up, and say, like, "Oh, congratulations, you're promoted now." <laughs> it's yeah, I understand it's rough, but I mean, yeah, it's it's just like if five go down from the third league. And then only one goes up from the. It's yeah. I, I, don't I know, know. It's a little but that is that is the problem with, with when you're turning a but regional league into a national league. But going up is also yes, balls. Yeah. It, it, at the end of the day, you're going from regional to national, yeah. and that is just the way it goes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and you're right. You can create four leagues, you can create three leagues, but then the traveling distance for those leagues. I mean, yeah. how do you do it in the US, man? Can we do not have promotion relegation. So the Montana league, they never go up. They just play it on their own. Yeah. It's forever. It's like a <laughs> rotation of like ridiculous. They're in the Western Mountain League. <laughs> yeah. So you, what's the league? You what's the Oberliga? Is one below. Oberliga and Lichtenberg went from the Oberliga, yeah. and Tennis Borussia was second in that. It was tied for a while, but then had a couple of bad games for yeah. Tennis Borussia, and yeah. then Lichtenberg beat um, TV. Lichtenberg went up. Yeah, but there, actually, there's been a weird thing. This season, there's been a, a team in the Regional League and Oberliga who. Say, just say okay we'll get relegated please oh yeah, 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 yeah. I read you you're tweeting about that it's a weird thing yeah yeah it, from, it was Bautzen from Regionalliga and uh, at Ludersdorf which is like a tiny village in the north of Brandenburg they just couldn't afford to stay yeah, up or it's, yeah. it's just must be tough it's, yeah. Yeah. do you have to pay the license for the league but the travelling costs the players and the, the coaches um, to get around and yeah. stuff must, must be hard eh but I think yeah, it actually happens like almost every, at least in Oberliga, not in Regionalliga, but at least in Oberliga, mm-hmm. happens like almost every year. Okay. Because it's, I think it's diff- difficult to maintain like the, the, the traveling costs. And even though if you are only only in the fifth tier in Oberliga, you have to go to Wismar, to the Baltic Sea, and you also have to go, I mean, the Berlin teams, okay, that's pretty easy, but you still have a lot of traveling distance to go mm-hmm. to Rostock, which is like 200... More than two hundred kilometers, like a few trips more than two hundred kilometers. It's quite a lot. I mean, it's not that easy. But this is exactly what I'm saying about the five leagues. You can't mm-hmm. therefore create four leagues because then yeah. it's just mm-hmm. too yeah. much. Yeah. Um, the Oberliga. That's uh, BFC. No, not BFC, but Preussen. Um, were they in the Oberliga? They went down, right? That's Berlin League. Yeah. Berlin one, League. One level down. below. Yeah. Because yeah. just a couple of years ago, they were in the. Cup final? Did they win the cup final? They won the cup final. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they won the cup final. Is that is that a surprise that they went down, or was it more of a fluke that they won the cup final? I think no. I think it is a surprise that they went down. Actually, I mean, I because in the last years they were usually like somewhere in the mid, like fifth, mm. six, seven, eight, something mm. like. But they were like four years ago. They were doing the Landes League as well, right? They haven't been there for like a long time. No, no, it was like three, four, five years, something like. Yeah, so yeah, they're kind of they're not like established, but no. they're kind of more so. But actually, yeah. that was really interesting. Remember the um, 
in issue two of our EMAG, mm-hmm. we had this um, English referee. Yeah. We did the interview with him. That was when he was the referee of this, the, the final game of the season with BSA Freudson. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And um, I, I, was, I was speaking to him after the, after the game because it was like pretty special because they were like, they conceded, BSA Freudson conceded in like the 93rd minute to go 2-1 down, therefore to be relegated. And then I think then they equalised in the 94th minute or something. And the um, the goal was disallowed. Oh, wow. Yeah. VAR? Yeah, it went to VAR, of course. And, you know, the, <laughs> Checked in at Colm. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, the guy selling the Bradbos had a quick look and he was just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, I he agree, man. He comes over, <laughs> he comes over, gets nothing, he's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, miming doesn't work in a podcast. Listeners, you just missed out on a real gem. <laughs> Catch the next video yeah. version of our podcast. Yeah, when I, should, when I do my BBC work, there's normally... Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We're lower tech. You've got, you normally got your 15 cameras and stuff. <laughs> yeah. and yeah. um, so the Berlin League, Berlin League, yeah, so they, they got a break. Who is Berlin? Was, was, ah, actually, that's a good point. We forgot about that completely. But Tasmania. That was yeah. really close. Uh, yeah. Tasmania. That's a very very intelligent question, sir. I'm impressed. I'm glad this is re- something. Yeah. Back, of course, because your, your, your BBC work. This is, yeah. This is really <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tasmania <laughs> has been promoted from like Berlin levels to, to Oberliga now. Uh, which is, I think, like the first time they appear on non-only Berlin level since 20 years or something like this. Yeah. So Tasmania Berlin from a Bundesliga side uh, are now finally like also back in the Oberliga. Um, yeah, very historic side, of course, a very historic club. And um, big, big success for them. I think they tried it since like six, seven years to finally leave uh, Berlin Liga again. But yeah, huge success, and I heard that it was like a huge party as well. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> Three weeks ago. I mean, yeah. It was quite a tight race with uh, Sparta Lichtenberg. Yeah. We almost had the double Lichtenberg um, promotion. It's true. Which would have been really big for that neighborhood. Big, big Lichtenberg. <laughs> the party would have been like really going through the night. Yeah. Fireworks and everything. Yeah, definitely. But no, it's, it's, I mean, actually, the Berlin Liga is. Because I, I, like I said before, I don't like the regional Liga. It, it, you know. It kind of bores me because it's never that close, and mm. from a, also a statistical perspective, I'm sorry to be a nerd, but I am a day in it. It's also statistically quite a boring league. Yeah. Um, Oberliga is alright. Berliga is actually a really yeah. good league, though, and it's a very difficult league to get out of. I mean, it's it's very competitive. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, it, up until about Christmas, it was looking very close there. Of course, these things pull away, but. Very close relegation battle as well. Like a, like that was two, crazy. Two, yeah. The last two games, like six, seven teams were still like in danger to get relegated. Mm. Um, uh, Füchse Berlin like did one of the biggest ex- escapes like that was in Berlin football history. Not a pretty escape. Yeah, that was that was yeah. impressive. Yeah, because they were down like I think around Easter time they were still down like. If a last was nine points or something like this yeah. uh, to to save from relegation, and in the end they got like saved in the last in the last match day. Mm. Um, I think all the players were there as well at BFC Poison, like all the Fuxa players, because they didn't have to play anymore, and they all went to the BFC Poison game and went crazy when. Uh, BFC Poison, of course, conceded the, yeah. the deciding goal. That must be balls, though. You're, you're, you're BFC Poison, you play. Not only, not only in that game did they concede the 93rd oh. minute, 
they had a goal disallowed in the 94th minute. And then on the side of the pitch, you've got your opposition watching and celebrating your failure and relegation. Yeah, half the crowd sucks. is just another team. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like the entire club is like, yeah, oh, that, that sucks. Yeah. And that's a, the, the concept, I mean, of course, with this level of football, you can't organize these things so perfectly. But the fact that one team plays the day before and the next team plays like 24 uh, hours later, it <laughs> takes a little of the uh, excitement yeah. out of things. Also... This was a mental league. I posted about this on a... Oh, Kreisliga, you mean. Kreisliga. Kreisliga. Did I say Bissexliga? Yeah. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah, exactly. Classic mistake. It happens all the time in my days. I've embarrassed myself. I quit. Okay. There's a long line of people queuing up for your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> Sure. It's a daily struggle to, to like keep them off, you know. <laughs> to become the Kreisliga reporter. <laughs> uh, sorry, Kreisliga beast and stuff of the And really, in the final day, like I think four or five clubs could have got promoted. And after Travers fight, Marindo, they were they were the club who last season got promoted from the Kreisliga C, and they came from the Kreisliga, Church League. Mm. I can't pronounce Church. I will say Cherry and Church is very similar to me. Kirche? <laughs> the team who was second place and they kind of overtook them to get the second them the second position to get this this the final automatic promotion spot. But also in the same league, another team won six nil. And they were like fourth and they overtook Traba to take second spot on goal difference. But because Traba had the they were the best third placed in Christliga B, they also got promoted. Was that 6-0 a legitimate 6-0? Yeah. Or was it the opposition yeah. didn't turn out? It was a 6-0. Yeah. It, it was a legitimate 6-0. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that is the scoreline, right? That's the standard <laughs> scoreline. Yeah, that's true. That's that's a good yeah. point. You need 6-0. Yeah. You have to like, overlook 6-0. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, we have be to fucked. double check. Are there goal scorers here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds like the kind of quote-unquote coincidence mm-hmm. that could only benefit a team coming directly from the church leagues. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What is it about them? <laughs> <laughs> but this season's been interesting more often for, like, for general for teams who used to be in different league structures. So you got Chir- Polonia also Polonia shot up the leagues, right? Of course, also yeah. um, Polo Penguin got promoted oh, yeah, again, yeah, yeah, and it so it's interesting because you know um, Afrisco got relegated they went massively down, yeah. with yes. like one point. They used to be a fight second league team. They went up like Polo Penguin did. Yeah, to the Turks Liga, which actually like. Pretty impressive for I me mean, to go up so many leagues. It's it like is four leagues or something like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the Penguin do the same thing now, so hopefully yeah. they don't get failed as massively as Athletic. But I can't see it to be honest. It's, that was an impressive season of terribleness, and then <laughs> Trevor as well. So it seems like I mean, you know, I mean, you you play in the uh, Freiside Liga, you know the standards high, you know. Yeah, we played Polonia. We should have beaten Polonia yeah. in both games. We played against. 
You should have. Imagine where where that was two years ago. I imagine they've picked up all new players. Yeah, of course. How many how many games should you have won? By the way, just out of curiosity, I hear the quite a lot. You know, separate podcast. I got into the league where we win games. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Pumandero, maybe. Oh my god, they almost got relegated, and I hope they don't. Yeah. All right. That was good fun. Thanks for that. Yeah. I enjoyed that yeah. as always. Can we open the window now? Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, <good>. oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Bloody hell, mate.